What are you listening to? You don't know that the guy's just put I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's... All right, listen up, y'all. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colisano. With a big smile on my face, joined as always by my good friend Scott Bracey. What's going on, dude? Good afternoon, sir. Now you sound like you're in a fucking submarine. <laughs> well, I kind of am. I'm here in Atlantic City. What's up? Hey, you, you look you look nice and relaxed. How are you? Yeah, I'm feeling good, looking good, drinking good. I got a nice stiff drink here. I feel better already. I feel better All right. already. All so, right. one of our favorite things to do here is talk about the draft. Um, I was on a podcast last night with our friend Mike Cohen of the uh, Sports Talk Nation, and we talked a little bit about the Jets, mainly the Jets, a little bit about the Giants, but mainly about the Jets. And frankly, you know, what we, <laughs> what it all comes down to, especially as Jet fans, is that, um, you know, this is, this is more fun time of year than the actual season is because the Jets usually suck so bad. We're always picking in the top 10, and we're always looking for the next savior. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a the, great time. For the 40th year in a row. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, but the cool thing is, you know, there's other teams that struggled. The Jets weren't the only one. They weren't even the worst. Um, and the cool thing about the draft is it's the, it's the time of year that it, it creates hope for all teams. Um, but apparently... There are some people out there that aren't as hopeful and high on the NFL draft as pretty much the rest of the world is. In fact, I, can, I, I, should, I said people. I really can only think of person and one person. And calling him a person would be admitting that he's a human. And I don't even know that this douchebag is a human. And that douchebag goes by the name of Mike Florio. And this moron, I don't even know why he's I'm, – I'm asking Elon Musk to now de-platform – Mike Florio, because after the statement that he just made yesterday uh, or the day before, whenever the hell he said it, he shouldn't be allowed to talk about football anymore. He just, what's up, Mike Dean? How we doing? Mike Dean, Dean Dome Sports. I believe he'll be watching the Michael. draft with me this evening. Can't, can't wait. Um, you don't happen to have the quote in front of you of what he said, do you? What Florio no. said? He basically um, said that the draft, the NFL draft, which means every sports draft, it wouldn't just be the NFL draft. It's un-American. This idiot thinks that the NFL draft is un-American. Why does he think it's un-American? Because it forces young men to take jobs in places and with companies that they may not want to play or work for. Wow. Funny, because I always looked at it as, here are some underprivileged, athletic people with, given an opportunity to go from poverty to millionaires in the matter of about 30 seconds when uh, you know Goodell goes up there and announces their name. Isn't it funny how you can have a really different perspective on that? Well, I texted you the other day, and I was um, taken aback by that. Almost speechless, it right? It makes absolutely zero sense. He believes that players, when they come out of college, they should just be able to go to any team that they want to go to. That is the most ridiculous and, thing. And here, here's what I want to say about this. You don't work for the Dallas Cowboys. You don't work for the New York Jets. You don't work for the Kansas City Chiefs. You play for those teams. Okay? You work for the NFL. 
You don't work for the Dallas Cowboys. I know they write your check, but who really writes your check is the NFL. It's like IBM. IBM probably has one central hub, but they have satellite locations all over the country. And if one of those yep. satellite locations closes, they give you an opportunity to say, hey, do you want to go to one of the other, you know, other locations? Do you want to relocate? You may not want to. Here's your option. You don't have to work for the Dallas Cowboys if you get drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. You can go pump gas at Wawa if you want to. You're not an indentured servitude. You can say, you know what? I changed my mind. I think I'll go study to be a dentist. Shockingly enough, shockingly enough, nobody ever does this. Isn't it something that nobody ever does this? They take the so, millions. It's hard to believe, but they take the my, millions. My thing with Florio is he covers the sport. Hey, Mike, how would you like these guys to draft teams and get teams? What he and, thinks is you should, and, if you, Scott Bracey, you come out of Michigan, you should just be able to go to play for you want to. Oh, good. So we have a hundred. You have about six teams. Giants. Yeah, exactly. Guys on the on the Browns. Correct. Okay, good, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to go play Dude. for Minnesota? Freeze their balls off. You should be fired. He Dude, should be fired before the draft tonight. It, he's. It's the on most moronic thing ever. You wouldn't even have joke, had dude. Cincinnati in the Super Bowl last year because neither Joe Burrow nor Jamar, Jamar Chase would be on the Bengals. Like, it's just that you shouldn't even be allowed to or, report on football. Or T. Higgins and down and down and down. Nobody would go for Cincinnati. Nobody. That, that nope. organization was a shithole dumpster fire. Okay? Nobody would have. None of those guys would have joined the, you know, hmm. I just won a national championship and put put up the most prolific passing numbers in the history of college football. I think I'll go play for the Bengals. Of course, Joe Burrow wouldn't have done that. It's yeah. the dumbest thing ever. Now I don't I don't know if he still does this the show with Chris Sims, and I don't he know. It's before DP show. Okay, no? I don't know what if he said that in front of Chris Sims and what Chris Sims's reaction was. If Sims agreed with them, then he's a fucking asshole too. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what his reaction was. But this is the dumbest thing ever. It's literally the most exciting day of the year for everybody because everybody gets a chance at renewal. Everybody gets a chance at hope. Even the Super Bowl champs get to look and say, ooh, what new shiny object do we get on our team next year? Like, give me so, a break, dude. Years ago, when I first started watching it in the mid-90s, it was Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Now the NFL draft is so popular and big, they want to do one night, first round alone on a Thursday night, which gets unreal ratings. And 100,000 people show up. Every baseball game basically is playing during the day today. Correct. Oh, I wonder why, Mike. I wonder why, Mike. He's <laughs> such a jerk off. Oh Friday, now, Friday's rounds two and three. Oh, I wonder why, Mike. Let's get more eyeballs to the TV. Because it's, it's not a great event. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. And they still have Saturday. And listen, a lot of people don't. They have an hour around in the background. I'm going to play golf in the morning. I'll just check what my, my Michigan guys in Denver do on the phone. Right. But I'm still interested in it. Of course. The NFL just... gets it. And this asshole's working for the NFL. Dude, somebody needs to be Well, he works for NBC to be well, specific. But it's just – have... Yeah, it's, it's the dumbest take I have ever heard – from a guy who actually reports, like if you were some like wokester that doesn't believe in violence and like, you you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to, you don't, shouldn't be boxing. There shouldn't be UFC. There shouldn't be football, no contact sports, right? Then that should be the person that I would expect to hear this from. But to right. hear from no, a guy whose daily job is to talk about and write about football 
It is the most jerk-off statement I think I've ever heard. I genuinely can't remember hearing anything quite this stupid. Like from a guy who promotes the NFL on a daily basis. Let's just have basically six teams and everybody else can go screw themselves. Who would go play for Jacksonville? Who would go play for like, you know, I don't know, even Arizona. Like who's going to play? Who's going to play there? Everybody's like, fuck off. Play for Green Bay. Or it's freezing. Or what you you'll get? What you'll get is the great players going. It'll be college football. Everybody goes to Alabama, you know, LSU, yeah. Ohio State. You know, it's, and you're going to have to recruit players now. We got to get Nick Saban to go to the NFL because he's the best recruiter in the world. And whoever the best recruiters are, that those are going to be the best teams. It's so asinine. I, I, it's I hard really to stick, even really talk about. Can I really stick the fork up his ass with this one? I would love you to. Let's put an end to it. I would love you to do that. Because remember a couple months ago when he said that the NFL might have 40 teams? Yeah, how are you going to do that? Years? How are you going to do that, Mike? You stupid hypocrite. You're such a moron asshole. So all you would do is have all the best players concentrated on about six teams, and then you'd have <laughs> Boise State everywhere else. Like, what did you do? It's the dumbest statement ever. Ever. You don't like the fact that quarterbacks aren't protected well now. All the best linemen are going to go play with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. And then the guys like, you know, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins, yeah. they're going to get murdered. They're literally going to die on the field. Like you talk about player safety and they're going to be more guys getting literally killed on the field. Like hey, losing Mike, their heads. I have another one for you, Mike. Oh my God, I can't. How, how are you going to structure the salary cap around the six best, the seven best players on one team? You moron! <laughs> He's just so stupid. He's so stupid. And and for those of you who are listening and you don't really um, watch or listen to Mike Florio, God bless you. It's probably better for yeah. your health. You, you probably but if you well. if you did if you ever did listen to him, you would realize this is by n- not even close to like one of the only dumb things he says. He says dumb shit on the regular. Like, I mean dumb. I don't mean he's wrong sometimes. We're wrong sometimes. It's infrequent, but we're wrong. You know, rarely. He's He says dumb, ignorant shit on the regular. I mean, like, each show, almost like multiple times yeah. per show. You're just a like, times a week. dude, what are you even talking about? He's just He's just a mental case. Anyway, is he having a lot of red wine in the morning? I hope so. I hope there's a really good excuse. He's a he's a former lawyer, and he's just he's just a jerk off. He's just an absolute jerk off. Terrible. Oh, I love talking about him too because it gets me fired up right before we do our mock draft. So we have our two twenty twenty two bump and run mock draft today. What we're gonna do is what top fifteen, five fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do our top fifteen. Scotty and I'll go back and forth, and what we're gonna give you is what we think that team should do. Not what we think they're going they're going to do because frankly most of you um, who end up listening to this or watching it on YouTube, you're probably going to end up watching it or listening to it after that first round has already happened. So, um, this is just what we think those teams should do based on their needs or available players, you know, sometimes it's just hey, if this guy's still here, I have I have no choice but to take him. So we're going to get started. Uh, who's got the first pick? Who, what team has the first pick? I know you're doing the first pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars have the okay. first pick. And there has been a lot of talk that Trayvon Walker from the Georgia Bulldogs. I was wondering what you were going to do here. Is climbing up their board. However, I think cooler heads prevail. They just re-signed their tackle, and they, they signed another tackle a couple weeks ago. 
So I think they take the safest player and they take defensive end Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Good call. Yeah, I I I understand the infatuation with the you know mega athlete, the 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 board riser, the guy that just rises up the board. She's like, I can't even. The guy runs like a sub four five forty for an outside linebacker that weighs two hundred and seventy something pounds. Like it's. It's spooky what he's capable of doing on an athletic basis, but sometimes yeah. just what you see in the field has to really kind of hold hold a little more water. Uh, maybe there's a higher upside for Walker, but you, you there's more of a guarantee with Hutchinson, so I think that's right. the smart move there. What's the second team on the board that I got here? Detroit Lions. Okay. There's a couple different directions that I can go with this. Well, it's good to see you're prepared. Yeah, no, well, because I wanted to see if you made some things there. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to do this here. I'm going to go with the outside linebacker, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Ooh. Yeah, get a speed rusher, get after the quarterback. Uh, I have certain questions about him, but when you watch the guy play in the field, well, here's – Okay. I hope all these guys do well. I don't wish it. So when we think, like, when we have questions about somebody, it's not because we hope they're going to do bad. Or we – I don't even – I'm not even predicting anybody's not going to do well. When I'm picking especially in a top five, maybe even top ten, I want sure things. What you have to remember is if you're the GM of this team, your job is on the line because of these picks, okay? Anything after, like, the top 15, top 20 – your, your future is not really going to be judged too harshly on that. But if you got a top 10 pick um, and you and you blow it, your your livelihood, millions of dollars, your livelihood is on the line. So um, the only reason I have – when I say I have questions, I don't like hearing the things that I'm hearing about Thibodeau. doesn't mean they're true, and it doesn't mean he won't be a great player, and I hope he is a great player. And frankly, you and I both have kind of become like quasi-Detroit Lions fans – recently because we love the head coach and, and how they play for him. And maybe this kid, maybe that's exactly what this kid needs. Uh, you know, Dan Campbell kind of head coach to light a little bit of a fire under his ass and keep his going. The athleticism you know is there. The speed is there. The aggressiveness point. is there. Some of the pro productivity is there. Um, we wonder, we, the, the, the questions are about the motor. The questions are about the desire. But if anybody can get it out of him, it's Dan Campbell. And if he does, Look out, because this guy absolutely is like a missile coming off the end of, the, end of that line. So, Yep. Third pick, Houston Texans. Now, they could go every single way possible here. Right? There's a couple questions here. Do they believe in their quarterback? Do they – and then there's like a million other holes on the team. Obviously, they were a bad football team. So, so if you're breaking a thing down and you start from scratch, basically what they're doing – What's a better way to start than offensive tackle? Yes, sir. I was going to say that. And they're so, apparently um, they're getting off a of Tunstall. Is that the yeah, name? The, they're yeah. either shopping the him gas or mask. Yeah. Mr. Gas Mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have the Houston Texans selecting Charles Cross, offensive Ooh, tackle, oh, Mississippi Cross State. First. Interesting. He is a higher rated um, on PFF. He's the highest rated offensive tackle. So that's interesting. Uh, I like that pick, though. I like that pick. I like the I'll position for them, too. Build up front. You know, if you're going with a very Joe Douglas-type uh, draft 
on your end here. I like that. <laughs> Build those offensive and defensive lines up. Let me just find And that's an excellent segue. And your New York Jets. And you would fun. think. Uh, so recently there have been grumblings that apparently the Jets ha- are, have grown weary of Makai Becton, their star left tackle. Um, yeah, what? Why? Well, I think it's he gained weight and he didn't. He wasn't motivated and something like that. I think it's two things. So you had an injury in the middle of the season that was supposed to be like a four game, maybe five game injury, and it turned into a rest of the season injury. Which I think some of that had to. Okay, I don't know this. I think what it looks like is some of it was like he didn't put the work into rehab, and then he got overweight, and then the weight because it was a leg injury, the weight didn't help with the rehab. And then in the off season, dude, this guy's like six, eight, six, nine. And he's like 380 freaking pounds in the off season. You just can't be that big, dude. You just, he's got to come down. So, but I have a hard time believing that they're going to get off of a first round draft pick that they just picked two years ago, that when he is on the field, he's actually pretty damn good. Like there's a lot of high praise for Makai Beckham when he plays. But I'm not in the building, okay? I don't know. So, I, But there is no way in hell um, that a player like Sauce Gardner is going to come along and be available at the number four pick, and I'm not going to take him. So I'm going with uh, Ahmed Sa- uh, Sauce Gardner, cornerback Cincinnati. Listen, the guy never gave up uh, a touchdown pass in his career. He never gave up a pass over 20 yards in his career. Uh Nick Saban has said flatly after the game, we game planned to throw the ball away from him. They and they knew this guy's capability, and they just said, we're not throwing it there. What does that tell me? That you can put him on one side of the football and just say, uh, coach, defense coordinator, yep. don't worry about anything over there. That's taken care of. Work your magic on the rest of the field. What a gift. What a gift for a creative defense. Now, I don't know if we even have a creative defense coordinator. But if you have any creativity whatsoever, you would love the idea to say, I could take one guy, cut off half the field, and then I can work 10 guys on the rest of the field. If it wasn't this guy, if it wasn't Sauce, I'm probably not making this move. I just think he's that special. I don't think you pass up on a guy this good. I'm not going to go around calling him Deion Sanders, but maybe he is kind of Darrell Rivas. Maybe he is that good. Okay, so I'm going to take yep. I'm going to take Sauce Gardner here. I just can't pass him yeah. up. There's other ne- there's other bigger needs. I-, I just can't pass up a guy this good. I didn't even write him down because I knew that's that was the pick. That's just I think it's just I would love a tackle fixed. here, but I I can't pass up a guy like that. Well, the other team that shares the stadium with the Jets, the New York Giants. Mm. I'm fascinated to see where you go with this. So, I have a couple names listed now for because they're going to pick again in a couple of seconds. I have a I have a ton of names written down here, and all you hear is tackle, tackle, tackle. Why? Because they and want they need to find out if Daniel Jones is a real player. Oh, by the way, they turned down his fifth year option today. Yeah. <laughs> Which was the right move? I, I guess they don't believe in him already. <laughs> I um, I it could be smokescreen, smokescreen, smokescreen. Absolutely. Right there. But I really do think they have a pretty good left tackle in Thomas from Georgia. Mm-hmm. If you are gonna succeed this year, you need to protect him and Barkley. You got to keep these guys healthy. So I am going to have them pick an offensive lineman. I'm going with your boy Icky Iken Iguanu, tackle NC State. 
I think he is the best offensive lineman in the draft. I'm curious if they were to do that, and it wouldn't surprise me. If the draft board went down this way, it wouldn't surprise me if they took him. He has played both tackles. He has also played guard, and I wonder if he would go to right and leave the kid from Georgia there at left because I think they're actually pretty happy with him at left tackle. They are. The problem is I think he's the only one of the of the five guys up front that they're happy with. So Correct. there's a lot there's a lot to do there. All right, what team is on the board? Carolina Panthers. Oh, okay. I thought a lot about this one today and I have waffled all over the friggin' place, okay? Cuz there are some needs in a couple different places. But I'm going to pull the trigger on this one. Wow. And, and, and I know what people are going to say. That's never going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just telling you what I would do. This is just what I would do. I'm looking at the situation that they're in. I'm looking at the fact that they're not going to bring, they're not going to have Sam, they're not going to give Sam Darnold a contract. Cam Newton is is certainly not the answer. And and yes, I believe that Kenny Pickett is a better quarterback than most people give him credit for. It would be nice in fairytale land if Sam Howell would get the job, but I just don't think he's going to be the number four or number six, whatever pick in the draft. I think Kenny Pickett, I think there are some things about Kenny Pickett that I, I see leadership. I love the fact that he's a three or four year starter. Uh, he's a proven winner. He put an entire Pittsburgh team. This is a Pittsburgh team that's usually maybe about a 500 team. He puts yeah. them on He puts them on his shoulders and they. Got, I think they only had three losses this year. Uh, and he was good every game. It didn't matter who they played. He showed up and balled out. And I don't get the whole, well, what's his ceiling? You tell me what you think Tom Brady's ceiling was coming out of Michigan when he was picked in the sixth round. You don't know any of these guys' ceilings, okay? Because it ain't about their physical abilities. Because Tom Brady isn't about physical abilities. You don't know how quick these guys are going to be able to process plays and process defenses. And I'm just looking at a guy who started for four years in a pro-style offense. I'm going to say, I think he's going to be able to process these things pretty damn well. Okay? And don't underestimate how athletic he is. We've seen him do some serious running. He he. There's a picket rule in the NCAA football because you can't fake slide anymore. And that was him that did it that took it for another 20, 30 yards. So yep. Carolina, although I think Kenny Pickett would look nice in like a Pittsburgh uniform or a couple other places, I think they're going to – I think you got an impatient owner who wants that quarterback so then you can build around it. Hmm. Darnold done, Cam done. They couldn't they couldn't bring in Deshaun. They couldn't bring in some of the other guys. I think they go Kenny Pickett. It's hard to uh, disagree with you there, pal. I don't think it'll happen, by the way. That's just what I would do. So I called an audible here. I had uh, a Giants are back on the clock again. I had couple guys written down but since this guy fell in their lap oh my i love this is the whole point this is the fun all right i think i gotta run the card up to mr goodell here defensive end georgia tavon walker i think i think another team another team like the texans they're very bad start this thing build this thing out inside out go lineman up both sides of the ball this is the giants right this is the Giants. this is a friggin' steal steal this is a steal go ahead i'm sorry no. Uh, there's a couple guys I think they like, but the freak athletic ability at seven here. After getting an offensive lineman, you get a guy like this. They haven't had a good pass rusher in, it seems like, four or five it's years. It's been now. a while, yeah. So I'm telling you, what man, pick, what pick the, number is this? Seven. 
Yeah, so here's what's so fascinating about this. Because I think this is a legitimate possibility, actually, if you look at this board. Here's a guy who was rumored to go first, right? Or possibility of displacing Hutchinson. And then now if Hutchinson didn't go first, I don't think he makes it past number two. I agree. But Walker doesn't go first in our draft and he falls (laughs) all the way to seven. This happens all the time. This is this is why this is kind of fun, because this kind of thing that may not be him, but you never know if it's like. A Hutchinson where other other teams have bigger priorities and like next thing you know Hutchinson's available at four would it be such a surprise if Trayvon went Walker went first then Thibodeau then Sauce and then Hutchinson, then Hutchinson yeah, yeah. no but Hutchinson right. is available to the Jets at four it's right. it sounds absurd but I don't know some team if you're the third pick you might value a corner more than a a, a grinding defensive end like Hutchinson so yeah it's it's beautiful. I love the pick, man. I absolutely love the pick, and I, and I think if that were to work out for the Giants, man, they had a great first round right there. Absolutely, great, you oh, get your man. you get a starting tackle and you get a starting defensive end. You build it up front. Beautiful call there. I love it. All right, who's on the board? Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. Okay. This is so funny. Oh my god, I can't. Believe, I don't. I can't do that. <laughs> Well, you know what? Because I'm going to sound like such a friggin' hypocrite if I do this. But it's about fit, right? Oh, shit. Quarterback, really quarterback, quarterback, no, quarterback. no. I wasn't going to go quarterback here. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm such your, a hypocrite. Your draft, bro. I know. I'm such a hypocrite here. Mm. I can't even believe this. They traded Julio Jones two years ago, right? Or, or last season, so it'll be the second season mm-hmm. without him. Um, and now Calvin Ridley is on the I've been I've been gambling too much list, so he'll be out for the season. And then you bring in uh, who, who's the quarterback they brought in? What's his face? Marcus Marcus Mariota. Mariota, right? So he's got like no targets other than Kyle Pitts. You got you got to give him somebody to throw to. I Pull have the trigger. I have downplayed this guy, but I'm saying take Drake London. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's fit. What it's, I just know. happened? I know, here. I know. I know, what? I know, I know. Hear me out, though. I didn't think you were going to have him in the first two <laughs> I know. days. They're like, I know. Oh, number I know. eight? Hear me Who out. are you? Hear me out. Go ahead. It's just fit. It's just fit. That's all. They have no receivers, and you need you need a bigger target. You need a bigger target. So who's who in this draft even come? Cl- I just got the chills. I know man. it's bizarre. I, I really when I when I was gonna say I'm like you can't actually say it. you're such a hypocrite, dude. You've been bashing this guy on a, on our podcast and on Mike's podcast, and here I go. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And and if I was Atlanta, I would do it. I don't want him on the Jets. I downplayed him for the Jets because I wanted more speed. But I'm looking. I'm saying you got Marcus Mariota who doesn't really push the ball down the field. So you got Kyle Pitts, and then you got another very big target with a huge catch radius, um, a possession type receiver who fits Mariota, and he fits the mold of like a poor man's Julio Jones. He's like a bigger, a tall. He's six five. He's a big target. He just doesn't have any wheels. Um, he didn't even run. He didn't even run a forty on his pro day. I mean, that'll scare the shit out of you, right? Like, why aren't you running a forty when it's all set up for you? But just this, his sheer size alone intrigues me, and it makes a nice, a nice, a nice target for Marcus Mariota. And there's, and frankly, for all the people that are saying this is a draft that's deep in, in receivers, I don't see it. I see about four or five pretty darn good ones, and then a significant drop off, and then it's kind of a crapshoot after that. I have no idea what's going to happen. So. Um, 
while I don't think he's a big time like deep ball target, he's a big target. He's a nice target with good hands and he's aggressive. He's great in the red zone. So I'm going to take Drake London. I would do it. If I was the GM, I would actually do it, even though I have downplayed him big big time. I mean, big time. I, I, hope, I, I hope this comes off as well to our listeners as it, 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 I feel it does because that is just – that's just – I've been killing him for two weeks. That's admitting like something. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I'm glad you did that. Well, I, I mean, listen, I've been saying I don't want him on the Jets because I don't think that's the type of receiver they need. But, yeah – I know. I listen. I had a hard. I, you saw me. I couldn't even say the words. I couldn't. Even, <laughs> I couldn't even say his name. I was like, I can't, "You're gonna say this? You're such a friggin' hypocrite asshole." It's beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Who's next? Seattle Seahawks. Oh, now they got. The, is this the pick they got from my Denver Broncos? For yeah, because the Denver Broncos had the first selection in this year's NFL draft and picked Russell, Russell Wilson. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. And there goes Russell Jesus. Wilson speeding by. Oh, my God. You heard that? Oh, my yeah. God. Jesus, it was a rocket ship. Was wow, that Elon Musk? Literal. Was that uh, SpaceX right there? So the Seattle Seahawks can do a, a, a couple of things here. They are they are basically bare in a lot of spots. I had a defensive back here in the number one slot for them, but I, I'm going to change my mind. I think – I don't know how many years Pete Carroll has left. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for them. Is it going to be Drew Locke? Is it going to be Baker? Is it going to be Jimmy G? Is it going to be a rookie? Who knows? I don't know. But whoever is going to be, you want to protect them. And I think this is the best center in a couple of years to come out of college. Wow. We last week, oh, my we, God. We this high? We, we oh, mentioned last shit. week. We mentioned last week he was a All-American wrestler. This is the He's most realistic kid. shit ever. I'm telling you, this is the most. Everybody's going to think we're nuts. This is how this shit goes down, man. I'm telling you, this is how this shit goes down. Go ahead. This is incredible. I'm having such a good I'm gonna time. I'm going to go with, with All-American Center, Iowa. God bless Tyler you. Tyler Lindebaum. I think it's a great pick, but it's just so high. Oh, wow. Dude, I don't know if this is good radio or not, but this is fun as shit. I, don't, I feel like it is. I don't care. I, I really don't even not, care. Like I could care less. This is exactly what I needed today. Oh, my God. Oh, all right, who's the next pick? You are New York Jets. Oh, this has gone down exactly, exactly, exactly how I needed it to go down. Because there was one player that I'm thinking, hey, he had an injury at the end of the year. It's going to scare some teams off, especially yep. if you're like a team that like, hey, maybe we're closer than people think or we don't want to wait or we're a little impatient. But to me... To me, and especially for the Jets organization, this is the best receiver in the draft. Interestingly enough, and I think it was um, brought to my attention by you yourself, Mr. Jameson Williams was a drop, not a dropout, but you know, he left Ohio State. Is that correct? Yeah. Because the idea of him and Alave and Wilson all running routes at the same time, holy shit. Um, and Jackson Smith and Jigma, that good maniac. Lord in heaven. Um, there is no way I can pass up at this point. This has gone exactly how I had hoped. Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. Now, obviously, there's the problem that he tore the ACL. Uh, was that in the first playoff game or in the championship game? 
I want to say a championship game. Yeah, so I we're think ta- the other kid got hurt. In, the other kid got hurt. Michi got hurt, hurt in the uh, either the SEC championship or the first playoff. Game. Yeah, so we're talking like you know mid January at this point, and I doubt you're going to see him in the start of the season. But let me just let me just paint a picture for Jets fans for one second. <laughs> Okay, let's just assume that they're not as down on Makai Becton and he's going to be okay. You have Becton at left tackle. You have uh, uh, Lakin. What the heck's his name? The 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 kid, the guy, they, the guard they picked up from San Francisco. Lakin Tomlinson. Lakin Tomlinson. I forget who they got at center, but they're okay with him. Uh, McGovern. McGovern is that what it is? McGovern, McGowan, whatever. They're oh, okay McGowan, with McGowan, him. McGowan, Something yeah, like yeah, that. Man. You know who I'm talking about? Vera Tucker at right guard and Fant at right tackle. You have Elijah uh, Moore. You have Corey Davis. You have uh, the little white dude that they re-signed. Braxton Barrios. Braxton Barrios. Now you have Jamison Williams, and you have Michael Carter and Zach Williams. Uh, Zach Wilson. For people like me, defenders of Zach, Will- Zach Wilson, you no longer get to say, well, they're not putting a team on the field to really see his talent. And Mr. C.J. Uzama at tight end, sir. I was just going to – him and uh, the, the other dude that they picked up too. They got two – you got two legitimate tight ends. Uzoma, like, legit, like, top ten, top five, six tight end in the league. Um, it's all set up. And I love this. If this is how it goes, I love this. Because more than me being a fan of Zach Wilson, I'm a Jets fan. I want to know if he's the man. I want to know if he's the guy. Okay, I know I've been a defender of his. It's just because of what I believe he can and will be able to do. But let's be real. We haven't really seen much of it. We've seen glimpses, but not much. We need to find out this year and it, and maybe into some of the following year, is this the guy? And if not, get the fuck off him. You know, move on. I'm okay with that. Right. I liked him. I'll admit it, it was a mistake at that point. But they've done exactly what you need to do to find out. This would be a dream draft for me to get Sauce Gardner with the four pick and then Williams with the with the tenth pick. Oh, nothing could be finer. Nothing could be finer. I'm yeah, I'm thrilled. Good. I'm thrilled how this is going. You would be happy. I'd be real thrilled. Who's number eleven here? Washington Commanders. Do we have to call them that? I was just gonna say I hate saying that name. No. I, I felt like you're writing the name down. To be honest with you. So. Carson went to quarterback, I just scary all around. But 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 how, but how do you make Carson Wentz better? Get him some playmakers, and I think I would argue with you a little bit that this guy was just as good or a little better than Jameson Williams. Wilson, Garrett Wilson, yep. Ohio State. There's an argument there's to be made. About, there's talk about dumping Terry McLaurin. He wants a big payday. They're both Ohio State guys, so it kind of just fits. It's, you can kind of slide him right in. Yeah. In that spot there. I like that idea. I like him too. Now, listen. We're not doing this, but if the Jets would have taken him instead of James, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. I'm not going to be upset about that. I'd be upset if I, they took I, Drake I, London. I, That'd make me upset. I don't like that. Would you be upset? I know we're a little off the, off the, okay. the rails here. Would you rather a fresh guy than Debo Samuel? Yes. Okay, because I don't want to... Yeah, because it's going to. Would you trade? Would you trade thirty something for McLaurin? Yes, but but okay. Yes, you got to be really careful, man. These, I know these because you got to pay him. That's what I'm talking about. Do I want to pay him? Is he a twenty five million dollar a year receiver? I don't know that I can say that. You know what? Though, if I can get him for twenty or less, mm, 
you might have a deal he's there. He's got a pretty damn good numbers. What does that mean? And, and what does that mean? Well, Give me like an example, like a pretty good numbers. Are we talking in the 80s? 80 catches? Oh, absolutely. Well, tell me. I'm, I'm real genuinely asking. Right. Like, is it more All like, right, is he I'm, like an 80 something catch, maybe 12 touchdowns, something like that? I know he's really oh, good. Don't he, get me wrong. Yeah, he hasn't had exactly the best team. And that's him. true too. Uh, Terry McLaurin. That's I, I just because that's the only thing. Like, and I'm sure it's going to be more than just the number two. Uh, rookie year, 58 catches, seven touchdowns. Okay, that's pretty good. Second year, 87 and four. Okay, the touchdowns are low, but that's for 1,100 yards. Quarterback problems. Go ahead. Last year, seventy-seven and a thousand and five touchdowns, because and still quarterback. Still quarterback, dude. Issues. I, I think, I think I would do it. Hard to pass up, but if he it. wants twenty-eight million, see, this is the kind of stuff. This is the GM work. Like you need to know, know ahead of time. Is he going to want twenty-seven million? I'm not even. I'm really not even thinking about that. And here's why. Uh, if I were, you know, the Buffalo Bills are a perfect example. You signed Von Miller. The Jets have no need for Von Miller. You're you're three years away from winning, two years away from winning a championship at best. Like if things go the way you hope, you're two years away from competing right. for a championship. Buffalo is competing now. If they had Von Miller a year ago, they probably win with 13 seconds left. Okay, so you know, and we're talking about Buffalo in the in the in the championship game against uh, the Rams instead of Cincinnati. So. For, for a team like that, it makes sense. You cough up the dough because you're on the brink of winning a championship. For the Jets, I just don't see it. I'd rather, I'd probably rather take the draft pick. But and a, but a it, second round pick? Yeah. <sighs> that's, I know. that's cheap. I, that's why I don't I think it'll out. just yeah. be a second. It might be like a second and a fourth, a second and a third. I probably would still do it if I'm being honest. It'd be hard not to, bro. He's really good. Yeah. He's a, and what I like is he's a ball hawk. Like he's able to go up and get it over defenders. Yeah. Like and he could do both. He could catch the slant and he could catch the deep ball. Yeah. Like that. Like, I Man, like that. I have a hard time. I'd want to know what kind of numbers he's looking for. Cause I don't think he's in the ballpark of like Devontae Adams and these guys that are looking for 25 to 30 million a year. But if we're talking like 20, 21, 22, 18, 19, something like that, be hard to pass up. That'd be hard to pass up. Yeah, I probably would pull the trigger on that. You have the 12th pick, I think. Who we got? Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings. Okay. This one's pretty easy for me. Uh, I'm going to go with George Karlaftis, defensive uh, – well, I guess he's outside mm. linebacker, defensive end, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and end rusher, you know, end, rush, end rusher from uh, Purdue, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Um, yep. Now, the funny thing about this guy is he's not your – he's not what I would call your typical, like, speed end. He – he does have speed, but he's more of a guy that finds a way to get it done. It doesn't always look as pretty. He doesn't have that same lean, that tilt that they like to say, the loose loose ankles. I don't know. What I like about him is he's an endless motor. I love guys that never stop. I love endless motors. Hutchinson, he's like a baby Hutchinson, a poor man Hutchinson. He's not nearly as good as Hutchinson, but he's that kind of player. He's going to get after it every single play, and you're always going to have his best. And frankly, one of the problems that Minnesota has had over the last two years now, and which is probably why they fired their coach, you have a defensive coach and your defense sucks. And one of the best ways to make your defense even better, how do you do that? Get a really get a rush end and get after the other team's quarterback. So I'm going there, George Karlaftis. I got the Texans again. And if you don't know me, you think, man, Scotty was an offensive lineman or a defensive tackle in high school. <laughs> I was not. Not even close. No, not exactly built like one. But I love 
building a team inside out. So and do I. Think I. I'm going to do it here again with the tackle. Where are you going here? I, I pick number three. I'm going big boy defensive lineman okay. Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Now, this guy is a the, pure run defender. Clog up the yes. middle. Yep. He can run a little bit, too. Um, Lovey Smith knows how to use those type of guys. He's a defensive-minded coach. You think Lovey Smith. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, if he, if he remembers You're his being playbook. so kind. You're being so I am kind. trying. I'm trying to give him a little bit better for the doubt here. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Lovey. But I think... If you want to survive more than a year, at least compete. And I think if you start protecting the quarterback and stop the run, that'll give you a shot. I think you would be a good GM for the Houston Texans, dude, because those are two good picks. It starts up front. And, dude, safe, and you're not going to get yes. – no one's going to fire you because you're no. going to be productive guys, dude. Yes, exactly. They're two solid picks. Both are winners. Both are going to work. Both are going to do exactly what you expect them to do. Okay, That's how you keep your job. And, frankly, that's how you build a team. Inside out, baby. Inside out. Joe Douglas. Yep. I got, I'm talking to Joe Douglas over here. I think I've, I think I've, I've pulled you over. I think that's why. <laughs> Frankly, we've talked about this. You're wearing Michigan. Um, we talked about, uh, Jesus Christ, Harbaugh getting back to those roots. What made you great at Stanford? What made you great right. at, with San Francisco? You won the trenches. Everywhere you went, you won in the trenches. And what did they do this year? They got back to winning in the trenches, and, and it was successful. So... Well, I'll say you're taking after Harbaugh more than you are, Joe Douglas. All right, who do we got here? We're number 14. Baltimore Ravens, a Ooh. team that drafts well every year. Yeah, and and I tell you what, um, it seems like every year and every fucking time in the first round, a really great player falls into their laps, and you're like, how the hell at number 14 <laughs> did the Baltimore Ravens end up with a a guy who was talked about being picked in a top five, safety Kyle Hamilton. They've oh, had dude. What? That's a great pick. Right? That's a great right? pick. Some of the this was some of the issues. Remember at the end of the season they were going for two in some of these games because it was like, we don't even have defensive backs that can even play. Well, now you have what many people think is the best defensive back in the whole goddamn draft. Maybe, maybe on the other side of Sauce Gardner. There's nobody better than Kyle Hamilton. There was talk about the Jets taking him at number four. God forbid that actually happens. I will cry on next week's broadcast. I shit you not. But <laughs> you're the Baltimore Ravens, and you get a chance to get a kid that is universally recognized as like a top five, top ten pick at 14. I don't even know if he's exactly what they need, but there's no way you could pass. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, holy shit. There's no way you pass that up. There's no, no way pick. you pass that up. So Kyle Hamilton. And, and Safety and he'll be a Raven for 11 years. Uh, he'll be an all-pro. All-pro, all-league. Yeah. yeah, forget about it. Last pick of our mock draft, I have a, a team close to you, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Another guy that I think wow, was some, up and down. interesting names still on a board here. <laughs> I'm really, up, wow. up and down draft boards for since his freshman year. He was going to be number one overall pick. <sighs> they were going to put him on offense. He was going to win the Heisman Trophy. Then he got hurt, and then he kind of like he doesn't want to ruin his draft stack status. So I'm going with cornerback Derek Stingley out of LSU this here. This is 15. 15. Wow. Falls right in the Eagles' lap. Incredible. They need some. They need some help. Their defense is getting a little long in the tooth. I got some real questions about year. him. I got some real questions about him. I get it, but at 15, better than well, five. Well, I. I oh. Yeah, I don't think you can pass him up. And they need help at corner. This is a this is a problem for them. 
they have some other weaknesses, but that's a bro. Dude, let, let's who's the sixteen? I just want I'm just curious. Sixteen? Let me see. I just because I can't believe some of the names that are still on the board here. All right, ready? Yeah. Give me sixteen through twenty, because I'm not gonna pick them. Yep. I just want I'm just curious. Oh for fuck. I don't want to rate your app, you fucking. Oh for Christ's sake. Uh Saints at sixteen. Okay. Chargers at 17. Wow, there's some guys oh at Chargers. God. Were... Fuck. Eagles again at 18. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they went wide receiver. Saints or defensive end. Saints again at 19. Okay. And the Pittsburgh Steelers at 20. Oh, my God. Think of some of the names. Right, th- I can't wait for four more rounds. Oh, my God. Game. Think of some of the names that we – I and I actually think – there were a couple reaches. Maybe the center is a reach, but I think that stuff yeah, happens. I, I can I, give you that. I but it happens it. if you're looking at – here's why I say it. He's actually recognized as probably the best offensive lineman in this draft, but he's he's expected to go lower because no one picks centers. But where did you end up picking him? Nine. Yeah, like it's not a top five pick, and if you need a center, it's not outrageous to think because he's recognized as the best lineman. But it's just that he's a center. I'll give you full. I'll give you full uh, thought here. I almost went Stingley there, and I'm like, you know what though? Like they need. What the fuck's a corner going to do for them? They, uh, so that's why. No, I, 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 the I don't think. Listen, I don't think it's at. A, I don't think that's crazy. I think some people would think that's crazy because if you look at mock drafts, that doesn't happen. But if you're a team that you're like Stingley, but we need a center. We need a center, but Stingley yeah. looks good. I don't think it's crazy. And if shit like that goes down, you got a Chris Olave still on the board right now. You so got I'll s- give you some names. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Olave, Evan Neal. Evan from Neal Bama's is still, on the, still board? on the board, dude. Devin Lloyd from Utah still on oh the board. My, yes. Oh my god. Trent McDuffie, Bernhard Raymond, another offensive tackle. You mentioned Olave. Olave. Malik Willis is still on the board. Malik Willis. I was just thinking. You just said Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh my god, is he going to be available yeah. at twenty? And what about the Saints? <sighs> Trent McDuffie, quarterback, uh, cornerback. Wow, Bro, dude. the kid from the kid from Arkansas, Burns. I Patriots just, pick twenty one. Can you see him maybe going there? like it's? Yeah, big kid. That's kind. Yeah, oh that's kind of target God. that he would like. Packers twenty two. They could. They might go. Over, what about Olave there, dude? Oh if, my God, I, is he really going to last till twenty two? I don't know, <laughs> dude. This is crazy. This is crazy. Wow. I just Jermaine Jermaine Johnson? Florida State. Oh my god, that's right. I totally forgot about him. I totally forgot about him. I don't even have him in like PFF's yep. top like thirty or yep. thirty or forty. Nuts. Yeah, I mean he's a guy that's thought that's really was talked about with the Jets at number ten. Yeah. And we didn't even get wow, God. It's gonna be Eagles fucking Eagles might awesome. take a chance on him. That's why in there. You know what's gonna make this one great? There are no there's maybe I don't know, maybe Hutchinson at number one. Is the only kind of no-brainer. Like you, you took Charles Cross as the first tackle. He, he. A lot of people have uh, Equanu or whatever his name is as the or first Neil. tackle, or even yeah. Neil. But PFF has has Cross rated as the highest tackle actually. So like, it's crazy. It, this is one of those. It, this doesn't happen often, folks. So if if this is a good one to watch because this is probably the most unpredictable one. Here's also why. There's not a lot of teams in a top 10 that are really looking for a quarterback. And if you're not looking for a quarterback, like, you know how it is. 
if you're looking for a quarterback, you're like single-minded on quarterback, and it's like quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. There's the next thing you know, there's four quarterbacks taken in the top twelve, right? Yeah. Like three years yeah. ago with Baker Mayfield and Darnold and all those guys. There's not a lot of teams looking for quarterback, so it's like we think they might want a corner, but boy, like it it can go because uh, it all depends on their on how they value some of these players, and they're all well, kind of good, but nobody's a soup, but it, you know, an obvious superstar. What about the year the Raiders took Cleveland Farrell at four? It fucked up. It threw the whole wrench into the draft. It just gets crazy. It so gets crazy. It, and I think this is, is this draft is built. This particular one is built for a, a pick like that's what I'm saying. I don't think you're nuts for taking the center at number nine. I don't. And I don't think I'm nuts for having taken Kenny Pickett with Carolina. I don't think that's no. crazy. I'm not no. so convinced that all these GMs are totally sold on Malik Willis. I'm not convinced well, of that. Because he's not going to be ready to play right away. He's not going to be ready to play for a while, dude. Well, dude, you're trying to do, and I totally understand where you're going. You're trying to do the Matt Nagy thing with the Bears. Listen, I drafted my quarterback. If you're Matt Rule, give me another year or, or two here. Like, right. McCaffrey's healthy. We got wide receivers. Our defense is young and 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 improving. Yeah, and that's I why I, I didn't I go defense with, with with Carolina because they had two straight yeah. drafts with lots of defense, and they have yep. some. Some really nice young players on defense that should probably come into their own this year. Definitely, they need to they need to bolster that offense. And and you need what you need a quarterback. You need a quarterback. Exactly. And um, they might go Malik Willis there. I don't know. I just think if they did that, they're just they're just listening to what the chatter is out there. I just don't see it, man. I'm not there with Malik Willis. Not the athleticism, they, the arm, the physical traits are there. It's bananas. Um, if you didn't go, but if, if you, you go watch go film, it, you don't see it. You're not seeing it. If you didn't go pick it to Panthers, who are you going to go with? If I didn't go with Pickett? Yeah. Lyman? Maybe they can use some help up front. Maybe that would be a spot where uh, Evan Neal goes. Or, yeah. 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 All right. I'm just curious. Yeah. I just, I'm blown away. We went through 15, 16 picks, and um, there are some real, real names. And we didn't go that crazy. I mean, we weren't that bananas here. We, oh, it's gonna be so much fun! I can't. You want to play a game, sir? I would love. I love games. You just won me over, just like that. Let's do it. What the hell? All right, I have a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight questionnaire for you. Uh oh. Having to do with the NFL draft. Okay, is this like historical shit? Um, there might be a question in there, historical. All right, let's see what you got. Let's do it. Will there be a running back picked in the first round? No. I'm thinking of what we just did and the thing the players that are still left on the board. I don't see it if if we're even close to being accurate, which we're probably not. But if we're even close to being accurate, there won't be a a running back picked till maybe mid second round. And who would that running back be, sir? Ooh, boy. I got two names off the top of my head. I'm give me two, and I'll give, give me your, give me your two, and I'll tell you which one I think I'll go I got first. Bryce Hall, Brees Hall from Iowa State, and Kareem Walker from Michigan State are my two backs. All right, I would say Kareem Walker first, and maybe early, maybe mid second, maybe that might even get pushed off to the third round. Can you imagine if there's not a running back picked until the third round? Dude, no, there will be. There has to be. There has to be. Does there? Would you pick either one of those guys? Walker, I might pick in the second round. I might take Brees Hall with the Bills at 26. Because they don't have a lot of needs except running back. Well, I've been wrong before. It was a Maybe. Tuesday. Um, those guys don't light up my life. Let's put it that way. I hear you. Go ahead. 
That's a good how one. Many, imagine if – could you imagine if there's no running back until the third round? Oh, my God. The market for running backs would go in the friggin' toilet. Holy shit. And Barkley went too. Oh my God. <laughs> overall, they, you overall. think they want to redo that one and take uh, Sam Darnold? Uh, no, they don't want Sam Darnold either. <laughs> Josh Allen. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't even think that was a consideration, though, at the time. Question number three. Let's do this. How many quarterbacks total will be picked in the first round? First round? I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> this is what I want. This is the best. Because I wanted to say three, but then that leaves out. Because I think, you know, Kenny Pickett, I think, is going to go in the first round. I think Malik Willis will eventually go in the first round. I think Sam Howell sneaks into the first round. I think Corral sneaks into the first round. I don't think so at all. I just can't believe I'm leaving Desmond Ritter out of the first round. But there's only so many guys. Final answer. Three. I'm going to say three. I'll give you some time oh to think God. about this. Am I really saying this is Desmond Ritter, who I have been high on all season, and now I'm saying he's not even going to be a first round pick? This is this is and the hypocrisy. Go, and you got Drake London going seven. God, who are the you? Hip- I am the biggest hypocrite in sports talk. I swear to God, I am embarrassed right now. My face uh, Mike is Fuller red. Mike Fuller on line one. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I apologize. <laughs> you were the biggest douchebag. Now I am. Oh, what the hell. I'll give you some time to think about this one because obviously there's a ton of players. Who, in your opinion, will fall in this year's draft? Okay. There's Desmond Ritter? There's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's two that come right to the top of my head, and one of them I ended up picking with like the second pick. I think there's a chance that Thibodeau, Thibodeau, however you want to say his name, I think there's a chance that he can fall. How far, I don't know. I can't imagine he goes much past like six or seven. Maybe that's not a fall. One of the guys that we saw fall in our draft, and I think actually could happen, is is Stingley Jr. I think, I think there are some fears. He had an amazing freshman year, and last year a couple times he got lit the fuck up, dude. Like he got ate up against bad teams. Sometimes like, like not as good as yes, yeah. Like UCLA lit him up. Yeah, big time UCLA lit him up, and that scares me a little. And if it's scaring me. I gotta believe yeah. that that's scary. the 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 um the downward spiral of production over the course of three years that bothers me, and then he goes and runs a four four forty on his pro day, which everybody's like, "Oh shit, okay," because he's big and tall, has great ball skills, like it's there, but it's you know it you know he kind of falls into that Thibodeau range. Like, is he protecting himself? Does he is he worried about his draft status? Because then he's just worried. Wow. Is a guy playing Timmy because he doesn't want to get hurt? And then you're not good enough. Like the second you're not full tilt you're you're not good enough you're not gonna make it yeah so i think maybe more than thibodeau even as far as like how far they could drop i think it could be stingley oh uh, that's a home run folks aaron judge oh, see you later all right yankees are fucking rolling um who other than trayvon walker will rise in this year's draft well okay i'll give you two names then i'll give you two names Please. here too I mentioned one with the pick that I took with Kenny Pickett because a lot of people have him even drop dropping maybe into the second round. I don't think so at all. I've heard people talk about him being a second or third round pick. He's not making a Pat's Pittsburgh if he's there. Uh, yeah, I think I think there's a real chance he's still a top ten pick and ends up being the first uh, first quarterback picked. Whenever that is, who knows? It could be Carolina, it could be New Orleans. I think that'd be a great. He, he would be 
he'd be very fortunate if he landed with New Orleans. That'd be great for him. Um, but the other guy is the guy that you picked, Charles Cross. Uh, mm. And the reason why is like you only hear about Iquanu and Neal as far as left tackles. And you don't really hear much about Cross. And if it's somewhere like in that four to six, seven range, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up doing exactly what you did, which is he ends up being the first one taken. Um, so great feet. He's got great feet. Excellent. Big Probably the best of all three of them. What makes what makes Aquanu so great is that he's very good as a left tackle, but he's versatile. He can go to the right side. He could go to guard if you really wanted him to. So that makes him more valuable in that sense. But as far as pure left tackle, Cross might be the best. Um, but he just didn't get talked about. So if he were to go, yeah. if he were to be the first tackle picked, which is very plausible, um, that would be a surprise to a lot of people. Not to us, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, if if one or two things happen like it did today, we're going to be texting Dude, little girls. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my, my God. My thumbs are going to be hurting me, I swear. <laughs> Ugh. How many day one trades will happen? Uh, you mean first round trades within the first round? Yes. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say two, two, two first round draft trades. I think the Jets might be one team that's involved in them. By the way, if they get Sauce Gardner, uh, if they get Sauce Gardner with shocked. that, yeah, if they get Sauce Gardner with that number four pick, I wouldn't be shocked if they move out of ten. They're not gonna drop out of the first round, but I wouldn't be shocked if they do something with New Orleans. Say New Orleans gives up their two picks Eight, to move. nineteen or six. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset with that either, if I'm being honest. Because if I'm looking at our board, then I can still get an Olave or Wilson, uh, and then maybe pick up another tackle or like. And then maybe Linda Ball oh, or something maybe at dude. center. Yeah, I, if if that were the move, move let, take those two picks from New Orleans. They move up, and we get the what? What numbers do uh, New Orleans have? Sixteen, nineteen. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Maybe throw in a six round pick for me or something like that. Throw in a fifth rounder. In, and you know, and you know what you can do with that too, bro. If you have that that kind of luxury, maybe you take Ojabo and let him sit for a year at a pass rusher. Oh yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 absolutely. So I would do that. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's them. They've been one of the few teams rumored to to move up or move at, yeah. move back. Move so back. It yeah. wouldn't be surprising. So I'll say so two, Baker, two, two first round draft trades. I, I would have said two, but I think three wouldn't shock me. I, I, you know, I was like, draft, <laughs> someone tries to get in there, like yeah, yeah, because if they move in late, that still counts as one. So yeah, because yeah. like Ravens did it with Lamar the one <laughs> yeah, that's year. Right, and I that's think, right. Yeah. Does Baker Mayfield get dealt during the draft? Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday? I think there's a better chance that Debo gets dealt during the draft because I think. I think what the Jets are waiting on and maybe what some other teams are waiting on is who's available when their pick comes up. So, you know, if you're the Jets, say like you're you're hung up on Jameson Wilson, Jameson Williams, right? And you get to the 10th pick and he's not available. He's gone. Well, then maybe now you make the move because the guy you wanted isn't there. So now you make the yeah. trade. I still wouldn't yeah. do it. I would rather just take a Wilson or a Lave. Anyway, but um, th that's what I'm thinking. So, So what was the question again? Does Baker get dealt during the draft? I don't. Gun your gun your head, no. But you'd be shocked, no. Like yeah, gun to my head, I say no. But it, I wouldn't be shocked, and I don't think anybody cares because it's not. It's not. Um, it's not a big deal. He's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, where's he gonna go? Carolina? Uh, who cares? Seattle? Uh, whatever. Exactly. Like, who else? What? Were, exactly. I'm trying to think of where else he was even rumored. 
I haven't heard him with the Saints at all. Yo, where where else would he go? I don't know. Who else wants him? Who else? How about Houston? Washington? They like Mills. No, they got the... No, Houston. Got... Houston. I heard yeah, that today, like Houston. Yeah. yeah, do you want that I I would stick cancer? with Mills, bro. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not kidding. He's smarter. He's bigger, he's... stronger, stronger arm, physical. Put uh, up monster. Not a headache. How many 300-yard games did he have last year? I think he had more than Baker Mayfield did, and he certainly didn't have the receiving core. Or the offensive line, Eddie. or the running game. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take Mills any day. Last one for you, dude. I think I know what your answer is going to be here, but I'm curious. Hmm. Taking quarterback off the board. Okay. Who would be your number one pick of all time? All time? Yes. Like sir. forever? Forever. Oh Jesus Christ. Two names come to my head right away. I got one that comes to my head right away. Lawrence Taylor. Yep. I'm having a hard time yeah. getting off that one, boy. How about Reggie White? Yep, that was the second one. How about Aaron Donald? No. Okay. Man, I How about how about Altoon? <laughs> <laughs> We're not even gonna throw Jerry Rice in there. We're not even gonna throw him a bone. Uh, you could. It's your. It's your question, pal. You can do whatever you want. Am I really gonna dismiss Aaron Donald that quickly? You did. That was very surprising to me. Wow. That's um. You know what the problem is? It's such a vast question. <laughs> it's it's a big pool to pick from. But yeah, sure. I mean, right away, Lawrence Taylor popped in my head, and Reggie White was the second one. They're so dominant. Like so, I, know. I can't remember such an unstoppable force like those two. You know, the only other one that comes to mind, like similarly on the offensive side, was Randy Moss when he was with New England. Like I don't remember somebody being just so fucking unstoppable. I know. As as a wideout, you know, Earl Campbell kind of was like that as a running back. So was Walter Payton. So was um, what's his name for the Lions? But he got stopped a lot. What the fuck? Who am I talking about? Barry Sanders? Barry Sanders. You know, for all those great runs, Barry Sanders usually led the league in carries for a loss also because he got tackled yes. behind the line of scrimmage a lot because yes. he was making those moves. But, man, I can't remember an offensive player that was as dominant for that that stretch of time that he was with New England with Tom Brady. Like, those bombs just flying. I mean, just yeah. crazy. I like that one, though. You know, that's the kind of question that takes a little time and research. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're like – yeah, there's some great players through the history of this sport. She seems almost disrespectful. I, but, yeah, Lawrence Taylor got, pops right to my head. No, I like that, man. That's a lot of fun. I like that stuff. Running back. Could you imagine? Could you imagine no running back until the third round? It's plausible. It is. I would think the kid from Michigan State would probably go somewhere in the second round. But I, I stand by what I said. I don't think until at least the mid-second mid round. You know? Next time I see you. A beer on me. There will be a running back taken in the first round. There will be? Yeah. Oh, I, let's call it a, like a six-pack or something. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'll say no. You say okay. yes? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Can we make it seltzers? We could make it bourbons. I don't give a shit. Mm, what do you mean? Six-pack of bourbon sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to talk. I, I can't believe we're going to do this, but 
got to be honest with you, man. You know, we badmouth the NBA, and I think rightfully so. Their NBA regular season, they shouldn't even call it the regular season. They should just call it the preseason because they're barely even playing. And how do I know that they're barely playing in the NBA regular season? Because I'm in, I'm thoroughly enjoying the postseason. NBA playoffs has, has been some great stuff to watch. Number one, it's very physical. The referees are not calling a ton of fouls. They're letting these guys play. Players are having a little bit of a hard time adjusting to that, especially early in games. But as games go on and they're physical games, they're just, you know, they're adapting and they're fine. Guess what? They're surviving. They're not all, you know, Amazing, right? and on stretchers, going to hospitals after game. They're okay. Let's 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 just settle down. They're okay the with free, physical. The with three a physical days sport. in between helps too. I mean, Jesus Absolutely. Christ. But it's been thoroughly entertaining. But the problem that's been, you know, kind of noticeable, especially at this point, is that the the injuries are what's kind of uh, we'll say dictating how some of these series are going. You know, you got Devin Booker who's out. You have um, the dude Middleton who's Middleton out. Middleton is out. You got um, oh, for Christ's sake, the center for the for the Eagle for for Philly. Oh, and Bead's all and Bead's got up. the bad thumb, the bad hip, the bad this, the bad that. And frankly, this is a team that was up three zero, and now it's about to be tied three three. Who knows? Um, so that's th- that has been. I don't know if it's been bad. It's kind of been interesting because you see Milwaukee step up and they're winning their games in blowouts even without um, without their second best player. You, ha- you see Phoenix winning games without their probably their best player in Booker. So it's been interesting. It's been fun to watch teams step up when they're missing their best players. But I guess what's been the most disappointment, or the biggest disappointment, has been the fact that the you know the Brooklyn Nets go out in the first round and not only do they go out but they go out at, uh, by sweep and frankly Kevin Durant looked mortal Kyrie Irving looked like everything all of us who don't particularly love him what we thought of him he looked exactly like that isn't it amazing that he took like three months off and he was coming back and scoring like 50 and 60 and then after he plays for two full months it looks like he's dead he has no he's very energy. Tired. Oh, he's very tired. Poor guy. Can't only go out there and score 16 points. Superstar. Please, anybody, stop talking to me about that. He's one of the 75 best players of all time. Can we just stop that now? Can we just stop? He's better than like Dominique Wilkins. Stop it. Give me a break. Take a hike. I don't want to hear it. So um, the Nets going out in the first round has been a big thing. And the fact that's, and this is what I, this is one of the one things I wanted to talk to you about with this. Is it me or does Steve Nash not deserve to keep this job? It does not. But KD has his back. That's what I can't. I can't even believe it. And you know why? Because KD and Kyrie handpicked them. Run, run the asylum. Yeah, they run the fucking asylum. They handpicked them, and they don't want to admit that they're wrong. And this is the problem when you allow players to run teams. Did you hear what Kyrie said in the post game press conference after they lost that fourth game? Yeah, about uh, it's been a weird year with just distractions. Yeah. Hey, hey, Kyrie. Everybody's been dealing with that. How about no? Do you own a mirror? Yeah. You're the distraction, Dingleberry. I know. And and then he said something very interesting. He said about how we're going to develop this team, how we're going to look at how to make this team better. Me, Kevin, and then the front office. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought the front office job was to develop the team and then you play. Isn't that how the guy who only played half a season, if he even played half a season? It's, now it's on you out. to build the team too. He is—he's uh, something else. Um, the problem is that it's Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant's friend, 
And he, well, let me, and he won't, I don't think he will go along with the trade to send him anywhere else. He doesn't like confrontation. He's got issues with that. You saw that over in Golden State. And instead of confronting Draymond Green, he said, fuck it. I'm out of here. I'm going to Brooklyn. What a dumb Kevin, move if, that was. How dumb a move does that look right now? If you're Kevin Durant, and you make great points with what you just said, but you want to hitch your wagon to Kyrie Irving, this guy, he's so unpredictable, man. I just think he, I think it's a friend, and I think he Durant has a problem. Been so much legendary. Uh, I don't know. Can uh, you imagine if he stayed on Golden State? They would have won at least one more championship in the at last least two years. One more. They would have won one in the last two years, and now Clay Thompson's back. They would probably win this year because you they know, look they look right now without him. They look pretty goddamn good. Can you imagine if he was there? What a bad and and oh by the way, you're not dealing with Kyrie, you're not dealing with Steve Nash. You're not in the cold in New Jersey for half the year. It just was a bad bad decision. Or New York, I'm sorry, New Why, York. Because because like... Draymond Green rubbed you the wrong way, bro. Bad call, bad decision. And it was Draymond Green who called you to get you there in the first place. So fix whatever you had to fix and move on. Grow up. But this is what happens when you're coddled from the time you're such a little boy. You never grow up. You remain a little boy. And I think that's Kevin Durant's thing. As a player, I think he's phenomenal. I think he loves basketball. If you listen to his post-game press conference because he was asked, what are you going to miss most? I'm going to miss going to the gym and working on my craft. I think he just loves playing basketball and getting better at shooting. And he just loves the game. He loves playing. But you're not just a player, dude. You're the leader of that organization. You're the face of that organization. You got to be a little more than just what you do out on the court. Right. And you clearly don't do anything about making Kyrie a better person, better player, and better individual as part of his team. Not at all. And it and it hurts. It hurts them. For Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, first round exit in a sweep. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Miami takes care of business four to one against the Atlanta Hawks. Yep. Who uh they were Trey Young well shot like all. shit. Yeah, Can we stop yeah. calling him a superstar? Nice player, fun guy to watch, not a superstar. Stop now. I wanted to point out something that was interesting. That game was on at the same time that the Memphis, Minnesota game was on, game five, I believe. And and the league decided to put that game, the Memphis-Minnesota game on TNT, instead of the Miami-Atlanta game on TNT. So the primetime actual game was Memphis-Minnesota. I think that's interesting. I mean, Minnesota's like, who gives a shit about Minnesota? John Morant has become such a big star that I think he's overtaken like a Jimmy Butler, a Trey Young. He's bigger and more interesting to watch. Kawhi Leonard, when's the last time you heard that name? Like it's been, oh please yeah, so I know I just think it's fascinating that they, the league decided to put Memphis. Could you believe that Memphis and or Minnesota goes on primetime before a team like the Miami Heat? I just <laughs> but they did it. That's exactly what they did, um, and that that series has been fascinating. They're both very young teams. Neither one of them is really ready or experienced right. enough to be a championship team. But boy, are they both fun to watch. And that last game, holy shit. John Morant goes climbing the ladder for the dunk and then scores like the last 13 points of the game for Memphis. They were down by 13. He just – you got Anthony Edwards on Minnesota, who I think is a real budding star because he could shoot the shit out of the ball. Plus, he's a big, strong kid. Like, he's not some little frail player. Like, he's big and strong but also can shoot. Um, 
obviously Carl Anthony Towns. You got a bunch of players on on Memphis. Th- these are two up and coming young, fun teams to watch. But they're led by two very young guys, Ed, uh, Anthony Edwards and John Morant. John Morant is just. He's the most exciting player in the league. We've, I've been saying this to you for the last three, four months. I probably was called crazy, and now people and, who are actually not, watching games are seeing that very clearly. And it's not like Carl Anthony Towns is 35. It's crazy, though, that he's been in the league for seven years. It's crazy. He's a young kid, you know, because he probably came in when he was 19. He's only like 20, 25, 26 years old. Yep. Been in the league for seven years. That's bananas. Crazy. So... Um, the Warriors took care of business last night. They went four to one. They were shooting the shit out of the ball, yeah. and it's been like a Jordan Poole and Curry and Clay every night. It could change. So they are now. They got a problem because they stop sometimes. But good lord, can they shoot the fucking basket? Jordan Poole, where did this guy come from? Like, hello, I know where. Where did he come from? What, what college? Did he come from Michigan? Was he this kind of shooter there? He had a game winner. Uh, against Houston in the uh, round of 32, but he was a, he was up and down there though. He yeah, was, he really it wasn't this. And that's why the G League's great. Is that he G went League to the really G League first? And Curry and Clay helped too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, sure, and Kerr. <laughs> and he's a and he's a long kid. He's very yes. athletic. He, he doesn't mind going to the rim, getting beat up too. Yep. Yep. And that opens things up for the. He's a, he's a perfect very, fit for them. They're a very dangerous team in this league because of the way the league is played right now with so many three-pointers. God, it's hard. You're just going to like be run, constantly running at these guys for open threes, and they they have no problem pass, 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 and then the last guy who – everybody can shoot a friggin' three. Everybody. It's so crazy to watch, man. So do you think – okay, Booker comes back and he's healthy. Who who do you think comes out of the West? Is it is it Phoenix or is it Golden State? Golden State. You think Golden State will beat Phoenix? Yep. Wow. No shit. You really believe that? Mm-hmm. And who do you think is going to come out of, out of the East at this point? Let's say Philly moves on. Let's say the Sixers move on. You got Miami. Boston. Wow. You, you don't even think Milwaukee. I think Boston. I, I don't. Middleton's out. They're fucked. Uh, Middleton's is big he out, out? Man. He's out for this series He's, for sure. Okay. Wow. Okay, that's a they problem. Just, they just said that before we jumped on here. <clears throat> okay. That's Breaking huge news. to me, especially against a red-hot Boston team. That's troubling. I know how good Greek Freak is. I get it. Yeah. Well, you got to give him credit. He's clearly the best player in the NBA right now because yeah. you lose your second best player in Middleton. You would think there would be a drop-off. Nope. They go out, and they, all the games that they haven't had Middleton, they win by 20. It's like, what the hell? Just, and I know. A, and a lot of that has to go on the shoulders of, um, of Giannis because he's taken over. And he's really done it at what he's best at, and that's inside, taking it to the rim. He's, he's a great player. Not a great shooter. He's a great player. And he's a friggin' winner. That's what I like more than anything. So, And Boston. Boston has been the story of the second half of the year. They play great defense, and they got two guys that can score at any point. Jalen Brown's a little bigger than I thought he was. First of all, I thought he was like 6'2", like 6'3". Six, six, he's a little bigger than that. And uh, Jason Tatum has just become a stone-cold killer, dude. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, can he shoot the rock, too? You know, and Marcus and Smart's Marcus become Smart. like yeah. He, he's what's that? What's that guy from the Spurs that won all those defense? Bruce Bowen. Yeah, dude, he's oh a lockdown. He he oh. is a tremendous. They all play great defense, but he is obviously he's their best defender, and he is really good at it. Super aggressive, in your face, physical. Not afraid to can take I, a foul here or there. Can I hit on one more thing with the Nets before we move of on? Of course, please. Ben Simmons. Oh, dude, I knew you were going. It's so sad. Or, or angry, angering, or it's just... Ugh. You had a front row seat down there in Philly. 
is he is he seeing help? Because obviously it's mental now at this point. I don't he's think so at stress. all. I don't think he's he thinks there's like... anything wrong with him. This is a sick dude. You have no idea how happy the people were down here that he got traded. I don't think they cared what where he went. I don't think they cared what they got back in return. One of my buddies at work, he's, he's a big Sixer fan. He was like, dude, see ya. Dude. He he said it the day after they looked, they got limited last year. He goes, this guy's got to be out of here. Yeah. He's got to be out of here. Do you see him sitting on the sidelines? Everybody's wearing black, and he's wearing like pink and purple. It looks like a rainbow. It's yeah. just, he, this, I would, if if there was a way to get rid of him, you fu- first of all, you, Nets, you fucked up, because I don't think you did your homework. I don't think you did your homework, because you thought that this guy was going to be able to get on a court in 10 days, and he didn't yeah. play in 10 weeks. I, well, they just thought the change of scenery was going to fix him. Obviously that's, not. That's not doing your homework. That's right. piss poor. You got to own this, and that sucks. And, and I think the Nets whiffed even before this. They traded a very, very good Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, and Dinwiddie for Harden, who's another unproven guy in the playoffs that's a, that's a selfish guy. And yep. then you deal him for Simmons, so you make things worse. You compound the problem. Right. And as a Knicks fan, I have nothing to brag about at all, but I'm just going, no, thank God it wasn't yeah, us. I mean, no shit. they would get crucified if the Knicks did this. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it was a bad – listen, it's typical – it's typical of t- teams that are like, we're going to find a way to do it right now. Okay. And you listen to Colin Coward and like, you got to make big, bold moves. But then you're going to rip the nets when they make big, bold moves. We'll be, well, that was bad moves. Well, no shit, dude. But if it would have worked out, everybody was jerking off over the fact that they got James Harden at the time. It was like, how the hell are you going to stop these three guys? Yeah. And then when it doesn't work, you're like, oh, I knew it wasn't going to work. Okay. You're a friggin' genius. Like, just, it's ridiculous. You know, you take, sometimes you take a shot and it doesn't work. What's important when you take a shot and it doesn't work is to get off of it and and don't compound the mistake. Correct. And you compounded the mistake by bringing – you got rid of an old problem for a young problem. And now you can't get – how the hell are you going to get rid of Ben – now you got Kyrie and Ben Simmons on the same fucking team. And I got to listen to people to say, well, next year, if they're both on the court full time – what the hell – are you talking about <laughs> Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving on the court full time? In what universe has that ever happened? He got run out of Cleveland by LeBron James. He got run out of Boston by Boston everybody. And now everybody in Brooklyn wants him out of here. He wouldn't get the vaccine. No problem. I personally have no problem with that. But you're just, you've alienated yourself everywhere. What do you, like, wh- why on earth would you think suddenly he's going to be like, you know what? You know what I need to do? I need to be a great teammate. Okay, that's going to, so's Ben Simmons. He's going to suddenly see the light. Okay, brilliant. You have one malcontent, and then you bring in a mental case. That Fantastic. Don't bring in stability. Bring in idiots. You reap what you sow, my man. You reap what you sow. And then you're going to keep Steve Nash, a guy who never, who, who's never had no coaching experience at all. Even I think he was the assistant for about five minutes. Maybe. Okay. And, and, the island and you're going to give him a, fit toys you're going to give him a, four, a fourth year. I don't get it. Why would you give him a fourth year? There's no one better. And as now Durant's in his mid thirties, dude. It's bizarre. And they're going to suck again next year. I'm so, well, they'll look good. And people say, well, they were just able to play together and be healthy at the same. How many times do we have to sing the same song? Like, dude, bad move by Kevin Durant. The reality is you fucked up. And now you got to reap it, man. And it's a shame because if he would stay with Golden State, there would have been a number of more championships. Yep. A number of more.
You got some Yankee stuff. You. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, go one ahead. more, go uh, one more yeah, thing. Yeah, please, real problem. quick. I'm sorry. Sixers, Suns, Mavs look to close their series out tonight, and the Grizzlies look to do the same tomorrow. I'm sure one of those will go not the way we're thinking. You think it's the Sixers? I do think it's the Sixers. <laughs> A lot I of do. people down here think the same thing. Yeah. They're I really do. worried. James Harden is past his prime. Doesn't look like that guy that can put up, you know, 40-point night in a big spot. He looks a little fat. He looks tired. He can't get by anybody anymore, dude. Nope. He just nope. can't go by anybody. And now he's not even hitting the threes, the open threes. It's like, well, what are you good for? Now he's playoff an assist James, guy? Dude, it's playoff James. It's what he does. You're so right. You're so right. We hit this a little bit last week. I just want to touch base on it again. Jay Wright. Uh, yeah, did you hear this news? I did. He Open did the door not a little. Close the door <laughs> on coaching in the NBA. Not right now, he said. Not anytime soon. But I, you know what was interesting about what he said? He says he said it's kind of been on my mind for a while. You know, yeah. he said what because he had the experience with the Olympics working with those guys and he really enjoyed it. Maybe he watched the Brooklyn Nets and said, "No, thank you." Because <laughs> that <laughs> job will be open soon. No, Talk thank down. you. Yeah, no, thank you. Maybe Memphis. Is Memphis' job coming open soon? Speak, you know, I want to tell you one more thing. Gosh. I was listening to your favorite show, Jay Will Max and, uh, and, and Keyshawn, or whatever the hell they call themselves. And Jay Will still will not get off the fact or off the line that uh, Budenholzer or whatever the hell his name, he actually said, remember last year we were talking, maybe he should get fired, maybe he should get fired. I'm starting to wonder again. I'm like, what? No. I swear to God. I swear to God. He's because he, he was like he, his in-game his in-game adjustments. I'm like, bro, they won the goddamn. Cha- he proved you wrong last year. They won the championship. Now they're winning games without their second best player, Middleton, and you're still. You shouldn't even be allowed. You went to Duke. I, you're one of the best players ever to come out of Duke, and you don't understand basketball. Are I you fucking you, kidding you, me? You just gave me chest pain. I swear that's what he said. I swear on my life, he's bringing it back up again. He's so like, I'm starting to think it again. To that show. I'm starting to think it again, he said. I wish there was something else in the morning I could listen to in the car. I swear. It's the only time I listen is in the goddamn car. Oh, my God. It's, I can't believe he said it. Chris Middleton is not playing. They're winning against the Bulls by 20. And you're going to question the head coach? I, I'm like, what did this guy do? Did he molest you when you were a kid or something? How could you have a problem with this guy right now? He's a goddamn genius. Get me out of here, J- dude. J-, J. Will's not great. He's not great. And you would think his wheelhouse is basketball, and he kind of sucks that's, at basketball. That's, that's exactly where I was going. He's okay with the college basketball, but frankly with the NBA stuff. It's it's All right. Let's let's go to baseball real J. quick. Will. Yankees. He seems like a um, nice guy, too, but damn. Yeah. So's my plumber. Um <laughs> He knows NBA basketball pretty well. You should Yankees, have him on. Be, he knows ABA basketball. Um, the Yankees are one out and two strikes away from winning their sixth straight game since the rant I had last week. And I'd like everyone to thank me. They You're should. welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got the ball rolling a little bit. I was at the game Friday night where they started cooking and that ball's in the air and that should do it. Officially, they have won six in a row. Lovely. They've thank God for they Scotty Bracey. Listen, voicing if his I had opinion. a nickel, um... <laughs> They beat up on some bad teams, which is what you're supposed yeah, to do. That's absolutely right. Rizzo looks like a great signing. I will give Cashman credit when it's due, and he gets credit for that one. Old school player, lefty back, great glove, great teammate, typical Yankee first baseman should be. 
And the pitching has been excellent early. Their bullpen's been spotty at times, but their star has been unbelievable. And they're only going to get better as they go on through. That they, they start goes with the uh, the um, the only three week spring training. Correct, they're not built right, up, right. The so they're out. not they're, they're not, not the ready to go. Out. The lockout, yeah. yeah. The lockout. So let's keep it going, man. Let's. Uh, Do let's you want to yell about something together. just to see I if don't. that's what it was? You're just going to be happy today. Well, the or- the Orioles made five hours, so that'll also. Help. Dude, how can this organization be so bad? And they have no, and it looks like they have no direction how to fix it either, dude. None. They've been bad for just way too long. This is not a a, a a poor organization. No, no, no. This is Baltimore, dude. Come on, what are we talking about? Great ballpark, great city for baseball. Dude, I love watching games there. Yeah, it's, it's a great. great spot to watch games. Absolutely. Uh, that's all I got, sir. Sixty-four in the books. Incredible Enjoy the draft tonight. Hey, um, I mentioned earlier I was on. With uh, what's that? Mike Cohen of Sports Talk Nation. You can find that on YouTube if you look up Sports Talk Nation. Mike Cohen, real uh, real nice guy. We'll probably have him on next week or the week after, hopefully, to talk about what actually. So I talk with him about what what to expect for the draft. Maybe we could talk to him about what did happen. We always like having Mike on. And uh, there may be an announcement next week about a giveaway. My Scotty doesn't even notice. He's like, what are you talking about a giveaway? There might be a little announcement about a giveaway we're going to be doing. But there's going to be some stipulations that come along with that giveaway. So you'll have to listen next week to see what you might be able to get and what you'll have to do to get it. You know, it won't be too difficult. You know, 100 push-ups here, 50 pull-ups there. No big deal. All on video. Well, I'm out. <laughs> um... 64, what do you got? Number four, a four-time Pro Bowler, troubled ex-Dolphin Ram and Raiders guard Richie Incognito. Troubled is being very kind. Number three, nine-time All-Pro, 12-time Pro Bowler, 1990-All-Decade, Hall of Fame Vikings guard Randall McDaniel. Mm, great point. Number two, 1974 Man of the Year, 1961 AFL MVP, three-time AFL champ, four-time AFL All-Star, Hall of Fame quarterback and kicker George Blanda. And kicker. God, they used to be so versatile back then. Number one, two-time Super Bowl champ, five-time NFL champ, five-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, 1960s All-Decade team, and other Hall of Famer at quarterback, on oh, guard and kicker, Packers Hall of Famer, Jerry Kramer. Boy, the numbers are getting tough. We're really having to dive deep into the bag. <laughs> it's incredible. I'll tell you, 70s are going to back up a little bit, I think. You know, one of the uh, one of the one of the more, more fun videos that you'll find, like on YouTube, or are really more like on uh, what Instagram or TikTok or on Facebook or something like that, are when when kids do like cute stuff, and you're like, oh yeah. god, if an adult said that, you would be like, you're drunk. But when a kid does it, you're like, oh, that's so cute. I have like I have a handful of things here. I got four things here. To, you know, it's kind of along the lines of like kid kids say the darndest things because they're not you know they're not mature, so they may not say things exactly the right way. This eight-year this eight-year-old girl says that her brother gives her migrating headaches, not migraine headaches, migrating headaches. I like that one. Uh, this one I may actually use myself. This kid said that he calls laundry detergent laundry sauce. I kind of like that one, nice. but I use but I use the pods, so I don't know if that works because yeah. it's just easier. I'm just a dummy and I throw one pod in. And it's no, but if you had to pour it in, that's totally laundry sauce. I like that one a lot. Uh, this one kid called watches time bracelets. That's actually pretty smart. What does your time bracelet say? Oh, that's great. I like that one. Uh, but this one is my favorite. This one is absolutely my favorite. Um, this little this little girl calls the Statue of Liberty the Queen of Starbucks. 
I thought that was great. Because, oh my god! <laughs> isn't that great? Because that's what the little the that's logo good. looks like. The Queen of Starbucks is the Statue of Liberty. I like that. So, kids do say some funky stuff sometimes, don't they? They do. They do. All right, my man. Good job. Um, uh, listen, I personally, uh, I'm sure everybody is going to be watching a draft tonight. And if you're listening to this over the weekend, I hope you enjoyed watching a draft. And I hope. Not that we got our draft right, but I think what we showed you is that shit's going to go down that you don't expect to go down. So expect the unexpected and enjoy it, because that's what makes the draft so much goddamn fun. And I hope your teams uh, get what they're looking for, and we'll see what happens. Scotty's already happy. He's got. He's going to just sit back and drink and just smile the whole time because he knows that <laughs> he won the whole first round already because he's got Russell Wilson. So enjoy the draft, everybody. For Scott Bracey, I'm Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run. And we'll catch you guys next week.